0: Welcome, Generation Church family and friends. Pastor Stephen here from South County, Rhode Island. So glad that you're taking this moment to listen to this podcast. Pray that it encourages you and that you are filled up with hope and with expectation for what God is going to do in the days ahead in your life and your family and community. And we wanted to remind you that Generation Worship just released our second live album. It's called First Love. We recorded it live in Providence. And wherever you stream music, enjoy these new songs from South County. Well, thank you guys. I'm going to get right into the word. I I do have a special announcement right after the, the service. So um, you'll want to not fall asleep during this sermon, cause uh, I'm thinking I'm just gonna go monotone, quiet the whole time. I just heard, yeah, right, no way. If you're new, um, <laughs> my name's Stephen. Did I already say that? But I'm so glad that you guys are are here. Um, it's a little darker in here, so hopefully you can read. Uh, hopefully you can you can see it. But there is a there is an important um, announcement at the end um, that uh, that uh, you're gonna wanna stick around for. And I can't wait to share to share that with with you. With you. Well, do you guys want the title of the message today? Yes. Awesome. Four people. Yeah. Let me ask again. Do you guys want the title of the message today? Yes. yes. Amen, sure, thank you. You're my preaching, you preach me down, okay? My man, so glad that you're here. Can we give it up for new guests, especially the little ones with us? Can we give it up? Serious. I I, I, I I'm saying this in the spirit. My wife and I, our family, are doing everything we can. Seriously, this isn't theater. For your generation to love church and to love Jesus. All right, so. Well, the title of the message is "Winning Season," winning season. And you might right away think, it, "Oh, what a what a nice little title, winning season." And uh, what I mean by winning season is not necessarily winning season that, um, you know, if uh, you want a car, you're going to walk out of this place and you're going to just. Winning season, I'm gonna get a car, or you know, you really want to get married, and you walk out and you're like, "I'm getting married." It's winning season. I mean, you know, I hope so. I hope you get married. I hope whatever else. But the the heart behind this this title and this message, as we've been in a a bunch of talks recently and, and sermons uh, around looking at the people of God, specifically the life of Moses and the people of Israel and how God again and again and again and again gives them victory in their lives and for the people, that God continues to bless them to be a blessing. Uh, I've said this often in in sermons and messages, and I felt released from God to to share, share this message with this focused theme, and it's this. If the enemy can't stop you from having a victory, They'll stop you from celebrating the victory. If the enemy, so we're followers of Jesus here, okay? We are not a uh, this kind of church or that kind of church. We're not a progressive church, certainly not. We're not a conservative church. We're not a this type of church. We're not that type of church. We are a... Jesus church. Amen. Amen. Any other extra thing you want to put on that? Don't trademark it. We are a Jesus church. And we believe that Jesus is Lord. What that means is, when I say Jesus is Lord, it means that when the Lord returns, every single nation, leader, and kingdom will immediately bow down before him. That there is no greater authority and name than the authority and name of Jesus. And that Jesus, King Jesus, is building his kingdom Throughout the earth. As a Jesus church and a part of the kingdom of God, there is a kingdom of darkness. There is the enemy of your soul and of my soul and of the world. So, whatever's happening on an earthly level. There is ultimately an unseen war and battle that's taking place. You know that, right? And if you don't, it's everywhere. It's real. Maybe you've called it um, a, a force, an a energy, a negativity, a, a darkness, whatever it is. You guys would would believe because we live in a time right where there was that um, belief that we were evolving and progressing to a point that there's less evil in the world than there's ever been? Hello 2022. Do you still believe that? Do you still believe that? No. Now we also believe as kingdom people that things are not the worst that they've ever been. We, we believe that in every generation and in every nation, and I would argue every town, and even more specifically, every family, there is a war, kingdom of light, kingdom of darkness, right? I mean, I'm not an Avenger guy. But my goodness, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Batman's not even an Avenger movie. You can edit this out afterwards, is it? I don't even know. But how many times I woke some people up? Love you. How many times are we gonna create the same movies over and over and over and over and over and over and over again? You know what I mean? Like I finally saw like the like the Spider-Man you know uh, movie, and I'm like I'm just like whoa, there's three Spider-Men, but they're one, kind of like the Trinity. Anyways, I don't wanna lose you. But I'm just like, no, but literally, I'm like, like every, every single movie, every single adventure and epic, there is what? Light and there is? And then it gets really serious when the person of light or the hero struggles with his own darkness. Anyways, (laughs) the reality is that in 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 the world, This is not sport, and this is not movie. It's life and death, right? And so there is a opposition. There is is darkness throughout the world. And the enemy of our souls, Satan, who, guess what? He had a little issue with pride. And he was the chief Just so you know, there's a lot of crazy conspiracies out there, some are true, some are not. But can I tell you what is true? Satan was the lead worshiper in the heavenly realm, worshiping Jesus. And in mystery, but it's played out throughout all of humanity, Satan didn't like that he was not first in command and in charge and he got cast out of heaven, and the spawn of Satan in all the fairy tales or imagination that you might have been able to hear or seen is found everywhere in the powerful, destructive, and divisive spirit that has rippled families, communities, nations, and governments since the beginning of time. Do you see it? do you feel it? It's everywhere. Here's the reality with King Jesus. On the cross, Jesus has delivered us from evil. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. All clap for that. All clap for that. God delivered us from evil. And so, if you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, then we move forward from a place of ultimate victory in Jesus' name. If you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life, you are a slave and a part of the kingdom of darkness. That's where you are. That's where you are. You're still loved you're made in the image of God, and Jesus came. And the reason why you're here or listening or watching right now is so that you would no longer be a captive to the kingdom of darkness, but that you would be a what? A follower of King Jesus, who created you, who died for you, who rose for you and I. And he did it, and he makes relationship with us and he wants to bring about relationship with one another by the free gift of god's grace there is absolutely nothing that you can do to be delivered into the kingdom of light and the kingdom of jesus besides saying and believing and then walking it out through the power of the holy spirit from a place of ultimate victory in the finished work of jesus the finished work of the cross By faith. So, you and I have received so much victory. We still struggle with sin, but we're not slaves to sin. We still struggle with darkness. We still struggle with evil, but you and I have been delivered from it all. So, God wants you and I to live in And I believe what God is raising up in this dark, dark world is a people, a generation of light. What God is doing is he wants you and I to realize that no matter what's going on in the world, we already got our marching orders. And it what? And it began at Calvary. It began on the cross. And our marching orders is that what? We are victorious more than conquerors in Jesus' name. The enemy cannot stop the victory in your life, but he will stop you from celebrating the victory. Here's why. When you and I celebrate the victory of Jesus, it's the pathway to what? To more victories in our life and our families. Scripture The next chapter, and if you're new or listening, watching, so glad you're here. But for those we've been on this journey, now we're in Exodus 19. It's the chapter before Exodus 20 when we see the 10 commandments are given. You guys heard about the 10 commandments? We'll talk a little about them in the coming weeks. But before that, we hear from Moses and he teaches us again and again and again. Not only that we are a chosen people and we are victorious. You know what Moses and you know what the people of God teach us? How we need to continue to celebrate the victories that God gives us. Genesis, uh, Exodus um, chapter 19, and it will be above me after their... Great victory. We see this in Exodus 19. On the third moon, after the people of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, on that day they came into the wilderness of Sinai. They set out from Rephidim and came into the wilderness of Sinai, and they encamped in the wilderness. There Israel encamped before the mountain. While Moses went up to God, the Lord called to him out of the mountain, saying, thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and tell the people of Israel. Okay. You need to know this. The reason why you have victory, why the people of God have victory is that God wants to lead us into more of his promises. Did you know that? God wants to lead us into the, into more that he has for us, more that he has for our communities, more that he has for our families specifically in the context, is that Moses and the people of God were on their way to the actual promised land that God had said will be yours. They faced a lot of battles, none greater than themselves, but look how Moses reminds them. He says this, "Well, Moses went up to God, Um, thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, verse three, and tell the people, verse four, you yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians. If you've been following along, and if you just, if you knew, you'll, you'll catch this eventually. Does Moses seem addicted to celebrating the deliverance of God? Right? Over and over and over and over, he what? It's almost like Moses is like a brand new believer. Have you ever been around a brand new believer? And they're just telling everybody, right? Hey, here's a worship song. Hey, look what God did. Oh, my, look at my baptism. You should come to church, right? It's <laughs> just telling everybody. You remember that? Was that your story? A couple people? When you're new, just telling everybody. Just like my, like, like my son, like my son. Literally, Uh, hey, could I get a coffee? Hi, I, 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 I got baseball tryouts. Literally, go to, an, go, to an, go to another place, uh, get, get, some, get, some, get, some, get some gas, we go in. Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm baseball tryouts. Why do you think he tells everybody about that? Do you think he's excited? Do you think he's celebrating? Yes. I took him to prayer. He's like, dad, why are we here to pray? Because I'm excited about Jesus. Amen? I don't feel it. I don't like the fog at this moment. And I'm the weather, all the things that I think about in my head. But guess what? I remind my soul, and I come to the house of God, and I gather with the people of God. And I've already precalculated my decision that I'm not going to let anything come in the way and stop me from gathering with the people of God and to remind my soul and to remind a generation that there is no other name besides the name of Jesus. Again and again and again and again, and again, and again. Moses celebrated what God had done over and over. He says, he delivered us. um, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, Therefore, if you indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples. For all the earth is mine. And here it is. He's giving them and reminding them of their identity. This is significant. Moses was a Israelite, but he got adopted into becoming an Egyptian. He was the prince of Egypt. He was royalty. But now he's back with the people of God, leading them out of slavery, leading them into the promised land. And he makes this declaring statement to the people of God who had a mentality and a actual governance of their, their, of their nation. And it was this, there was certain priests, there were certain elders, but now he drops this on them and he drops it on us. And we're going to see the connections both not only in the Hebrew scriptures, Old Testament, but the New Testament, and today for 2022. He says this, verse six, oh, oh, sorry, verse five. First, you are my treasured possession among all peoples, for all the earth is mine. So first off, all of God's earth, even in the battle of the kingdoms, is ultimately who is the sovereign ruler of it all. Jesus. Amen. Go to bed and rest with that. You can go to bed. Amen. You can sleep. God's got it. He is the ruler. But then he says this in verse six. I love this. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests. What? Not just a select few. You and I. Will be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. Fast forward to First uh, Peter, First Peter chapter chapter two, and we and we see and we see this reality. And I, I, it's just he carries the theme. First Peter, he says this in chapter two, verse four and five: As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves like living stones are being built up as a spiritual house to be a what? Holy priesthood. A holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. He goes on a few more verses and. Verse nine, but you are a chosen race. Can we say this together, declare this together? Verse nine, chapter two, you are a chosen race. Make it personal. I am a chosen race. Wake up in the morning and say, I am a chosen race. Go to bed, say, I am a chosen race. I'm a chosen race. We are a chosen race. A royal, say it with me, priesthood. A holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you received mercy. Undeserved mercy blessings from god has anybody received undeserved blessings from god once you did not receive mercy but now you have celebrating over and over and over remembering god and remembering who we now are in christ put that that line back up about the reality that if the enemy cannot stop a victory will stop you from celebrating the victories in your life. You know why that's so important? Has God answered prayers in your life? Do you feel like there's a gravitation pull to forget them on Monday and Tuesday and to stop telling people about them? Thank you, yes. <laughs> why do you think that is? I think it's because, so the enemy does not want to see us more victories in your life and those around you. Right? And you see how the enemy what is his tools? To what? Discourage you, right? So so you're just bold about your faith in Jesus. You get baptized, or you say I'm serving or you come to a community group and then you invite other people and then they say I don't want to go to church. Or then you're around some people and it's ah, like, oh, you know like they go to church once in a while or or then you're just around a bunch of negativity or you're around a bunch of things. And then what happened is, you did you receive the victory of being a, a child of God and being a, a, we'll get to what it means to be a priest, by the way, a priesthood. You, you become a, a, you're chosen by God. You receive forgiveness, you receive freedom. But then what happens? Over time, the devil, what? Discourages and distracts you, right? Do you experience that? over and over and over and over and over and over. He has a, did you know this? Do you know that the enemy has a plan for your life? Do you know that? A plan in your life to kill, to destroy, and the way that we walk in victory and we see more of God's victory, and I don't know about you, I've received Abundantly more than I could ask or imagine, and I want the whole world to know about Jesus. The way that we, what, move forward in greater victory is, what? Continue to celebrate what God has done. Can I tell you you are not weird if somebody genuinely asks you how you are and you know what you say? God chose me. <laughs> He loves me and he loves you. No, 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 but like he died for me. You're not weird if you do that at the coffee place. No, 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 see, here's what happens. The enemy attacks your innocence. That's why I always tax newer believers and newer churches. Because what ends up happening is, as the word starts going out, unlike my son, who's just going and telling everybody, we forget that what? We've been chosen. We've been called. We're a royal priesthood. And what is Peter? Peter, the one who mocked Jesus. Peter, the one who is going his own way. Peter, who is a fool like you and I. And he says what? Proclaim the mysteries. Proclaim the excellencies of who? Of Jesus. keep celebrating the victories, the victories that God has done, the answered prayer. Again, and again, and again. See, a priest says that you're a royal priesthood. A priest would do two different things. One thing the priest would give their lives as a living sacrifice, would go before. A, a, a priest and we see that now that now we are ambassadors that are called to reconciliation so now in christ we're a royal priesthood guess what it's not just the pastor it's not just the it's not just the leader it's it's you and i filled with the holy spirit to what to go about in the name of jesus seeing reconciliation in our world and you are done right you can't do it on your own strength you can't reconcile generational discord in your family but guess who can the power of Jesus through you. I, I, you know, call me, call me foolish. I think I'm saying in Jesus' name, I want to see this town in South County in Rhode Island rebuilt, that the church is a city on a hill, shining light. I think that's good to believe that, right? Guess what? I'm a priest. You're a priest in Christ And we have the great high priest going before us. And so what? We're going to give our lives to see people reconciled with God. We're going to invite people into our homes and invite people to come and worship in church. We're going to invite them. We're going to get the attention off of ourselves and we're going to get our attentions on Jesus and we're going to allow him to speak through us. Another thing that a priest does is they, they make intercession. That means they pray. Again and again and again and again and again and again and again. They pray through the power of the Holy Spirit. Can you say, I'm a royal priesthood? Say, I am a royal priesthood. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Here's what I want to encourage you with when it comes to why you and I need to continue to celebrate. Some of you might say, I'm not much of a person who celebrates, right? Compared to some people, right? And if you guys have been around and I, lo- uh, and I love you, I, I kind of am addicted to celebrating. Would you agree? Yeah. I love to celebrate. And you can say, well, I can't celebrate you like you. It's not about, it's not about how you do it. It's not about the energy. It's not about, it's about the reality of, can Can you hand me, there's right under there, love. Yeah, there's that, that, that. Yeah, get that oil right under there. Thank you. You know what this is? <laughs> oil. I. It took me a long time to understand what this is. You know, I was thinking about this. We all have different gifts, amen, and different talents. But something I realized when it comes to putting um, oil in my car, and I think this is going to help us when it comes to why you and I need to realize that celebrating all that God has done is the pathway forward to receive more of what God has for you. I think we all agree, I sense that in the spirit, that the enemy can't stop a victory in your life, but where there's more areas and places that you're looking for victory, the enemy will try to stop you. But you are not powerless, you're powerful in Jesus' name. You are a priest, you're a chosen race, you are a follower of the God who delivered us out of Egypt and ultimately delivered us from our sin and from evil you know I was thinking about this when I when I put the oil in the car with a lot of you know help at first a little bit ignorant I was thinking about this that it just blew my mind that not only obviously uh, one of the ways that I view prayer and I view following uh, Jesus through like reading the Bible or getting in community every week like it's a non-negotiable that even if I don't start the day that I want or had a day where I wasn't praying or whatever it may be, it's a non-negotiable that the next moment, that the next day I'm going to seek the Lord, not because of my strength, but because of the reality of God and his strength in me, right? Like it's a non-negotiable that like we are going to gather in the, in the house of the Lord like, like all the time. It's not like it's a non-negotiable that we're going to have people in our home, not just in our church family, but neighbors proclaiming Jesus because of what he's done for us. And I was just thinking about this, that that the reality is, is that as I was putting the, putting the oil in the car, and I mean, what do you guys think? Should I, I, I need a little, don't do it. Don't, there we go. People are like, I'm out of here. I'm leaving at this point. As I was putting it in, I was thinking about this reality with the fact that I'm driving all over the place, going so so many different places. When I put that oil in, that is sustaining me to be able to go and to get to the places that I need to get to. Right? It doesn't matter if I'm, yeah! (laughs) I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. I'm putting oil in my car. Woo! Some of you are like, you probably do that. No, I don't. I'm like, Lord, please. Did I just put it in the wrong place? You can be really quiet. Here's the simple point. I don't do a lot of analogies, but here's the simple point. It doesn't matter the level of your excitement. It doesn't matter the exact way that you go about it. The simple reality is, if you don't have oil in your car, you're not going anywhere. Do you agree? If you're not celebrating the victories that God's done, you're not gonna be ready to see more of what God has for you. Here's why that's significant. We are obsessed with personalities. We're obsessed with moods and energies and how we are and what we do and I'm like this and I'm like that. The bottom line is I've met every single kind of introvert and extrovert, every single kind of person, whether you're a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, or eleven on the Enneagram. That would be me. There's only ten, so I guess that would make me a I don't know. But whatever you are personality test and personality-wise, the reality is I have met every single type of person and every person would agree that the point that we do put oil in our car is to get us to the places that we need to go and to sustain. And that's why we have to celebrate in the name of Jesus over and over. Moses did not have just a stuttering problem, though he did a little bit, (laughs) But he said over and over and over and over and over again, God, you have delivered us. Why? Because he's getting ready to see a army and a people mobilized as priests to what? To take the land and to receive the promises that God has for them. Are you willing to surrender your emotions and your feelings before the cross and allow the Holy Spirit out of you to celebrate all that Jesus has done? Amen? Amen. You don't have to raise your hands like one person. You can even say, I'm a little bit shy in public. Well, guess what? In the private, make your private place an altar before God and shout unto him with a voice of triumph. Yes, Yes, amen. Shout unto God. I want to be a type of church. Can I just prophesy this? That there's somebody who's literally coming to church and their son is on their fifth rehab, stuck in the emergency room, and they are in the corner crying out to God. And people aren't like, what's wrong with her? What kind of church are you? She is what? She is celebrating all that God has done and all that God will do. Yeah, amen. However you celebrate, the point is we need to celebrate. So how do you celebrate your victories in Jesus name? You need to speak the victory out loud. Can you say out loud? Out loud. There is a gravitation pull. I get that. It's like my little daughter sometimes. So we'll pray and she's either she's my hallelujah girl. She's like amen. And then other times when she's inner feelings. I'll say amen. You know what she'll do? Uh, Give you that look. Oh, I'm not leaving, honey. Amen. Amen. Speak out loud. Speak out loud. Speak out loud what God has done. Speak out loud. Speak out loud and share it to others. I mean, it can not only be big things like I just gave my whole life to Jesus. It can be things like uh, this morning, there was people serving and, I, and a couple people, you know what they said? They said, I'm happy to serve today. Come on, tell somebody to, uh, that on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, right? I'm happy to serve. Post that, I'm happy to serve. It's a joy to serve. It's a joy to, jo- why? You're remembering that what? First and foremost, Jesus has served you. First and foremost, Jesus is with you. You know, this whole Lent season, I went to a a Catholic mass and I was just there and just, uh, I was there with a friend who who lost a loved one recently and I was there and I was just thinking about the, 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 the focus of the people. This is across traditions is the reminder of what? That Jesus so loves us that he was willing to go through all that he went through to take us back and to what? And to deliver us and to renew this world. Speak out loud the name of Jesus and share it to others again and again and again and again. Second Peter that we just read, it says that you may proclaim, verse nine. Can you say proclaim? Proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light has he called you out of darkness speak it called you out of whatever season you're in you got new kids call out ultimately the excellencies of Jesus proclaim it you're in a season with no kids proclaim the excellencies of Jesus you're at the beginning of your work life proclaim the excellencies of Jesus you're at the end of your work life proclaim the excellencies of Jesus Raise your children up to proclaim the excellencies of Jesus. You're close to your deathbed, proclaim the excellencies of Jesus. There is no greater greater news. There's no greater reality. There's no greater victory. And everything is connected to the ultimate victory of Jesus. And we just what? Speak it out loud. And we share with others. This might resonate with some of you that when it comes to you and I, speaking and remembering the victories and celebrating and you need to know this that that for the jewish people this is how they set up their sabbath this is how they set up the ten commandments a thing that marks the jewish people is celebration and remembrance their festivals throughout the year are for either great remembrance in repentance or celebration over and over and over and over. They literally, the the goal for the Jewish people, do you know this to this day, is to what? To set the table for the coming generation, to what? To know the traditions and to know their history so that the next generation can honor God. Because here's what happens. If you just daily and then weekly and then monthly, it always happens that way, slip into forgetting and celebrating God you will eventually stop remembering and honoring God. We see that over and over and over. This might resonate with you. We need to beware of negativity. So this is what I believe so much of us come against is when we do not celebrate what God has done, we slip into negativity. Negativity is the poison that destroys your destiny. I believe that wholeheartedly. Negativity gets in the way of celebrating who God is, what he's done, who you are in Christ. Do you guys sense that in your own life? Beware of negativity. It poisons your destiny. You and I being delivered and you and I being a royal priesthood does not prevent us from being negative people who forget all that God has done. I'm not saying you don't lament. See, the people of God and throughout the Bible, they, they lamented, but they lamented and they brought their frustration and they brought their confusion and their, their, their uh, anxiety and they brought their hurt and their suffering. They brought it to God. Bring it to God. What we do as human beings is we often bring our negativity to one another. The fastest way to destroy your destiny and to keep you from the promises that God has in your life, no matter how highly favored you are, you are favored, no matter how chosen you are and you are chosen, no matter how loved you are, no matter how many times you sing songs, hear sermons in the everyday, you and I needed to decide, are we going to be dominated by negativity, or are we going to be dominated and controlled by Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit? Beware beware of negativity. Remember who you are in Christ. Do you see what Moses did reminding them Why do you think Moses was very quick to remind them again that God delivered them and that they're a kingdom of priests? The people of God over and over and over and over again, did they struggle remembering? Yes, they did. They struggled celebrating just like you and I. So if you have a habit of negativity in your life, and we all do to some degree, can you right now in the power of the Holy Spirit Focus on Jesus and say, where are those areas in your heart and in your mind? And it can be the most subtle ways. And here's, and here's, and, and here's what I, I say is we continue to pray, we continue to lament what's happening in Ukraine and in the nations of this world. Uh, even the reality that, man, look how good we have it or look, look what we have compared to other people. That doesn't stop you from the negativity that creeps in around the dinner table or four o'clock on a Tuesday. Or, or Or in the car when you're on to work or or when you maybe don't get the paycheck that you wanted or you or, or a relationship doesn't go the way that you want it, or somebody just looks at you the wrong way. One see, we're so fragile that one person could look at us the wrong way, and it could deter our whole day. so here's my, here's my encouragement. It's not only for you and I to gather together, to be in community together, to start your mornings. Pause at lunchtime, nighttime. It's not only that we need to set up patterns and habits in our life of praising God and remembering who we are in Christ. We need to make it a lifestyle, because you know there are so many things that are being fired at you and being fired in this atmosphere of the world right now and at any time. But it's just it's amplified through our phones and through so many other means. Guess what? We need to be a people that combat negativity, beware of it, and combat it with remembering who God is and who we now are. This is the power of the word of God. Put it everywhere you are. Memorize it. Remember it. Say it over and over and over and over again. Proclaim what he has done. Thank you Jesus, over and over and over again. I wanted to put this in there because this might be relevant to you. If you are prone to positivity, if you are prone to be optimistic, any optimist, you have to raise your hand, but any optimist here or online. there's some people I, I believe it. Some people are just built certain ways, they're prone to more skepticism, they're prone to more po- My wife and I we talk about this this, this often. you know we, we see things. I, I, Sometimes the way that I'm wired, I could see the whole, like, world in flames, but if I I see one flower, I'm like, there is hope for a new heaven and a new earth, Easter and spring is coming, and then other people are like, and literally, my, my wife and I, we talk about this all the time, how we're meant to work together, God has wired us different, but how can we be unified in the spirit to encourage one another to what? To take seriously when things are what? Negative, right? are you with me? When things are not going well, but how we can work together to what? To get our attention and what? Don't just say, okay, positive vibes, right? Just everything's good. Everything's good, right? I can, it, sun's good. Kids quiet. Please. <gasps> That's fine. But here's the thing. We need to make sure that we give glory to God in our positivity, in our wrestling with negativity, we need to give glory to God. I don't know if this speaks to anybody, but it's something I need to to remember as I go about the day because I so easily slip into self-reliance. Anybody else? I slip into dependence on myself. I I slip into just being independent. I slip into my own ways. So you and I need to give glory to God. God, and we need to celebrate again and again and again who he is and what he has done. I titled this winning season because I believe that no matter what's going on in the world or in your life or my life, we can live with a mentality and a lifestyle of being what? True victors in Jesus' name that you and I can live as more than conquerors. You and I cannot be overcome by circumstances and negativity, but we can be overcomers and change atmospheres and dinner tables and our homes. And we can be a people, especially in the face of suffering, especially in the face of pain, we can be people who are celebrating who God is and who we now are. And see, when we get into a place where we remember who God is, and we get in a place of remembering that his victory in our lives, guess what? We can go out from this place and be the people that he's called us. Priest, a chosen race. Do you think that the world needs more light? I believe it's winning season, yes, because so many of you are gonna see answers to prayers. We said that this is the year of jubilee, And we believe that, make way for the new. I believe that in so many areas. But God has shown me again and again and again that he says, you know, if you take care of your house, I'll take care of mine. You take care of your body, I'll take care of mine. What that means is, is that our God is a God who wants us to live as true champions in Christ, that we can declare, this is a winning season. Where are we winning, church? on Friday nights around the table with our family. In community, when it's a collection of church family together, we're, we're winning in that our words are not being full of death, but full of life to one another. Are you, are you catching this? We we are we are we are winning in all these areas of our lives starting with our mind and starting in our community that there is a gravitation pull i feel it all sorts of places that i'm at and i know you do too but we are a royal priesthood who have received the victory and the blood and the authority of Jesus and this is who god has called us to be so you can just wake up and go about your day and just say This is winning season. Can you say winning season? This is winning season. God, I believe that. God, I prophesy it by the power of the Holy Spirit. And God, the more that our emotions or even our bodies or our mindsets don't feel it, we remember that we are a royal priesthood, a chosen race, and we can win the battle in our minds we can be people of peace. We can be people of love. We can be people of reconciliation. We can be people of revival. We can be people of light. God, thank you, Lord, that you have purchased everything, God. You have delivered for us, God, a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Amen. So usually this is the point where the keys come on, but it's okay, they don't have to come on now. In this silence, silence is fine. No, no, let the silence. With your eyes on Jesus. First, would you thank him? Celebrate all the victories, the blessings, and the promises that you've received. And just say thank you, Jesus. You know, all say it at the same time, but say it out loud when you feel prompted by the Holy Spirit. Say it out loud. More, say it out loud. Attention on God. Praise you. Praise you. Yeah, keep just communing with him. Just remember. Just remember. We once didn't have mercy, but now we've received mercy. We are God's treasured possession. You are. In all your sin, in all your private life and messiness in all of our history, we are chosen by God. We are the church. He's delivered you out of darkness. Winning season is when we live in the reality of Jesus. Let me just pray this over you. Just say, say, Jesus, I welcome winning season in my life. See, there is plenty of reason to be hopeless so often. But I want you to shift your attention to the areas in your life where you don't see or have experienced victory like real places. And see, you as a priest and me as a priest, the more we walk with God, the more that our hearts break, not only for our own family, but for families and for nations, right? Can I just tell you that your heart that's been breaking for the state of this world or for nations in this earth, that God has put that heart into you because you, that spirit into you, because you're a priest. And so we pray. We pray for one another. We pray for this world. And we pray, God, th- since you have shown me mercy and since you have given me so much blessing and since, God, I have so much reason to celebrate the places where I still have not seen or I want to see more victory in, God, I declare winning season over that. I declare your victory over that situation and over that relationship. Church, I'm telling you, the enemy is powerless when you pray in the name of Jesus. You are no longer the enemies. You are no longer in darkness. You are in the light. You are in the light. You are a child of light. You are a son. You are a daughter of light. And can I just tell you, it's not the secret sauce. It's the sauce and the reality of the Holy Spirit. You are going to find that in the places that you go, and I declare this, in your homes and in businesses and communities and schools and in towns and nations, I'm telling you that through the power of the Holy Spirit, that you receiving this in the name of Jesus, you are going to see things Change relationships, change, and above all, your heart and your mind change from negativity to Jesus' power. Mother, I just release all that you have for us, God, as we go out from this place, as we, God, step into winning season in every area, Lord, especially the hard ones, especially the challenging ones especially the relationships, especially those places, Lord God, that we fear the most or are frustrated the most. God, we say you've made us, your chosen people, a royal priesthood. And we, by faith, not only celebrate your victory, but we say we're gonna see more. We're gonna see more for your glory. And your glory alone, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, church, uh, look up here, and I know a good chunk away way for different reasons today, but I wanna, and you can spread the word. So next Sunday, we're not gonna be here. You can put up, we're gonna be at this address for next Sunday only. It is the old river bend, across from the parks and rec in wakefield we have not bought it we have not paid a cent for it i don't know if it's where god wants us to be i want god to make it clear for team jesus here at generation church so next sunday my good uh, a friend is the uh, owner of the place and i've visited with um uh my pastor spiritual covering in my life we visited it and We're so excited about what God is doing in bringing such a core team of unified people who are just ready to see more of God's revival and awakening in this area. So we're going to be worshiping there next Sunday at 10 o'clock. I'm kind of excited. Not because I know that it's the place, but because I am so excited to see God lead. Can I just declare in this winning season what the declaration will be? And God did. And God did. And God did. But here's the great thing about everything that's been happening in this season. And I love that we're we're a church that people are not only connected on Sunday, but are connected in community during the week. And it's this. We are the church. We are the community. We are the temple of the living God. We are the priests. Would you stand to your feet? We are the people of God. We are a chosen race. We are his worshipers. So we're going to gather there and we're going to do a little tour and we're going to sing have a guitar, and we're going to sing. We'll have somebody here uh, in case anybody comes to tell them to come. We're we're not making a huge, we're just letting people know the address. We're not making a huge, huge deal about it, but we're going to come, and we're going to gather there. We believe that in 2022, God's going to establish a place of his presence, a a seven-day-a-week place. Amen? Amen. Yeah, yeah, you can clap. You can clap. You can clap. I got two people clapping. Not for me. You know, I want to just speak this over you. I, did, you know, you said a few weeks ago. You said, you know, I sometimes hear from people that, you know, it's it's tough to get to church, and I don't know if I always want to go. And you're like, since you became a follower of Jesus, you're like, no, that's the we can't wait. Can I tell you? Don't ever stop that that you're not weird, you're not strange. Don't ever stop that, amen? And that's increasingly becoming for so many of you that no matter where we are, that the, the, when, it, when it is all said and done about Generation Church, no matter where we gather or meet, you know what people are gonna say? Wow, you meet here or you meet there, or you meet wherever. You're gonna say, yeah, we not only meet on Sunday, but you should come worship with us in homes on what? Monday or Tuesday, or Wednesday, amen, Amen. or Thursday, or Friday, or Saturday. So, God, we just pray in your name, Lord, that you would lead in the days to come. God, it is your church. Father, I, I pray, Lord, that in this coming season of winning season, Lord, that for the unity of the Holy Spirit, and God, we do not fear the darkness, God, but we shine a light, and we say, God, have your way. Would you pray that with me? Have your way. Prepare the way, Lord. We know that you're coming back soon, but God, until then, Lord, we want to truly populate heaven on earth in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.